Thanks for joining us on Why Theory. In this episode, Todd and I give a few recommendations on where to start and where not to start introductory readings from six psychoanalytic theorists, Freud, Lacan, Slavoj Žižek, Joan Kopchak, Alenka Zupancic, and Mari Rudy. This is the first iteration of what will hopefully be a mini-series on where to start and where not to start with different thinkers. We both think this is a fine start to that mini-series, but who are we to judge? Thanks for listening, as always. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Okay. Hello. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am joined by Todd McGowan. How are you doing, Todd? Hi, Ryan. I'm good. Very good. So uh, this is a uh, a new format episode for us. We're very excited about this. So this is called Where to Start and Where Not to Start. We're going to uh, go through um, as many uh, philosophers and theorists that we can uh, get to in an hour uh, and talk about where, you know, the invested uh, scholar uh, might start to uh, come to grips with, uh, you know, a number of different thinkers. I mean, and this came out of uh, questions that your students have asked you. Is that right? That's right. I mean, also where the non-invested thinker would start. So someone that <laughs> you that you don't know about at all, and you're thinking like, what would be the best? Students are constantly asking me, where, what's, what should I read first by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I thought it would be fun, and we thought together it would be fun to kind of go through a large, pretty large number of thinkers we came up with <laughs> that would and, and sort of give the best answer. And then I thought also oftentimes when I'm teaching certain people that I don't want students to like, I will <laughs> intentionally start with a text that's that's maybe not their best, but it's still a representative, so I'm not like cheating or doing something. No, no, it's just you know, it's, it's it's smart. It's just kind of guiding, <laughs> guiding, guiding them yeah. in the direction, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a destructive uh, tomahawk missile into some other right, uh, person's right, stuff. Yeah, that's right, no, fine. Right, it's, right. it's good. It's it's yeah. unfair teaching, but it's unfair. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah, uh, well, I would say that unfair. The the un is in uh, parentheses, so I would definitely say that's fair. That's good. Where uh, where where um, not to uh, be meta and pun on the title of this episode, but where do you want to start with this? Well, why don't we start with Freud, since he's okay. one of our basic kind of uh, touchstones, and then sort of go psychoanalytic to philosophy. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So my... Why do you start? Because you you have an interesting take on Freud. I do, yeah. So my my where to start is a little little bit of a deep cut, I think. And uh, I think that uh, the invested uh, student, scholar, person who has heard about Freud, not read about Freud, because I do think that Freud is one of these... uh, one of these thinkers that is uh, in not, I mean, probably not for people who are necessarily listening to this podcast, but in general is someone who is more read about than read. You know, right. like I, I think like, I, I mean, I put him in a category with like Gertrude Stein, I think is another one of these people right. who's read about and not read. Um, and so anyway, where, where would you go if you want to uh, read something that is not as long as the interpretation of dreams? And I think that place is uh, a note upon the mystic writing pad, which yeah, it's um, a great. It's a great sort of out of nowhere choice. <laughs> it is. Well, it's I, and, and why why I like it, why I think it's a great place to start is you, you get a lot of core concepts from from Freud. You, you get a, a, a very concrete example of how he thinks the unconscious works. Yeah. You uh, get also the 
notion of, of memory from him, which is, you know, which is a, a trace, basically. And I mean, this is something that I think, you know, if we come to talk about Derrida later, I mean, Derrida does talk about this text. Yeah. Um, and no, I think it's, a, it's a key. I'd say it's maybe the key text for Derrida. The key text for Derrida. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And it's, um, and I also think, like, I'm not sure, I mean, you, you tell me if I'm wrong about this, but how many how many uh, texts of Freud is he explicitly writing about technology? And, and I know this is a children's well, toy. Well, I think in, but in I, civilization, but I like, for sure. Civilization's for sure. discontents, for sure. But maybe only those. Only those. Yeah, I think they're not, it's not that common, for sure. And it's it's interesting to me. Like I there's this there's this book I read uh, somewhat recently that um, if anybody's interested in, in technology, uh, this uh, guy uh, Matt Kirschenbaum, who uh, typically does uh, like digital humanities stuff, he has this book on uh, computer storage. It's called Mechanism. It's about um, it's uh, like it's about the hard drive on a computer. Oh. And how he writes about it is, I mean, he no, he never at one point references Freud, but the way that he writes about the hard drive is to me almost exactly the way that Freud writes about the mystic writing pad. Like he makes this point about how, um, you can never really delete something on physical storage. Like you can delete it and then you can degauss it and you can have like the, the FBI can do it, but there is still a physical trace of, of, of what was there. And, and it's, I mean, this is exactly Freud's point, which is that like, well, it's a really nice interest, uh, interplay between form and content, right? Like, e- even if the content is missing, the form has left a mark. I mean, I think that that's like a like a very uh, provocative uh, notion of, of the unconscious. I also think that well, this is... I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that that's maybe why the essay is so pivotal is because it does point to Freud's, you know, concern with form mm. as such. And I think that's really what distinguishes him as a as a thinker, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And then this is, I mean, Zizek makes this point a, num- a number of times. And I think, I think Joan Kopchak does too. Uh, and well, a number of people uh, that when we're talking about dreams, it's not like, it's not how I think is, is received in like in popular culture where it's like, oh, what did it mean? What did that symbol right, mean? Right. And it's, it's usually. Oh, I dreamt about my girlfriend, but oh, she's really <laughs> standing for my mother, right? Like, yeah, right. Like that's not it. It's like, okay, so let's just say like, you know, the meaning oftentimes is quite obvious. The only thing that's interesting is why did it take that form? Right. And th- that upturns what you think the, the naive meaning might be. Right. And You're that, right that Slavoj often emphasizes that the dream work is the formal shift itself, not the new, it's not like the dream work is neither the latent content nor the manifest content of the dream. Like what triggered, mm. what was, what's lying behind the dream or what is the dream itself? It's, it's the, it's the distance between the two. It's the one yeah. becoming the other. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what Freud means by dream work. And I think that's such a fascinating point about the, you know, about this, this formal mechanism of distortion, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. that's where desire enters into the into dreaming in, in in creating that distortion and i think yeah. that's evident in the mystic writing pad essay too yeah yeah so that's i think so that is my that's my vote for, for that's a great start. one i i i think i i'm gonna kind of i mean i was originally gonna say civilization's discontents and i'm mm-hmm. i'm teaching that in the fall in an introductory class so i <laughs> i'm gonna stick with that but i often teach and i think this is this is T- tied to your answer, I think that like a series of essays is the way to go. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I mean, 
I, I take your point about missing writing pad, but I, I would want to have it be a little more well, like I think. Yeah. Where, um, where else would you go? Well, I, I, I mean, I love the, it's a very, it's like three pages, a short little essay <laughs> negation. Oh yeah. 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 I that think that's really a, just a stunningly important yeah. essay yeah. about the way that the unconscious operates, you know? And mm-hmm. so that would be one. And then I think the essay on the unconscious important, I think fetishism is, crucial yeah that's a, so yes, i think maybe absolutely. those um i was i was sort of saying to you earlier that i feel like the most important book is beyond the pleasure principle but i also, yeah. also feel like that's it's very hard to kind of navigate that book unless you i mean because so much of it is him sort of trying something out and not fully getting it and so you yeah. gotta sort of have that in mind so i think it's not really a great introductory it's it's text. interesting like you have to already you have to already know where he goes and you have to and not even where freud goes but you have to know how that text has been received by lacan and you know and, and slavoy even and slavoy. I, I would even argue yeah like i think it's not right to say that lacan has a certain vision of death drive that then zizek just sort of takes up i think mm-hmm. like I think Slavoj really kind of reinterprets the Freudian death drive in his own sort of unique way and that everybody mm-hmm. has kind of glommed onto that and then sort of retroactively said, oh, that's what Lacan kind of meant. I'm not <laughs> quite sure that Lacan meant that, actually. But mm. um, maybe he did. But nonetheless, I think that you have to have that whole sort of uh, history after that right, and that's how that's how pleasure principle makes sense if, if yeah. you know all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, the, this is what I think is so stunning about Freud is that he's you see him in the work actually exploring possibilities yeah. that are wrong. I mean, who yeah. else does that? And uh, no you know, one does to that. me, that's an amazing kind of just the 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 like I don't know what like the the modesty of putting out even though. No one associates Freud with modesty. <laughs> um, but I think it is like you're pointing, like you like display your flaws mm-hmm. for everyone to not only display them, but you publish them. Yeah, we book. we were talking about this in the in the pre-show yesterday that like, how do we know about Dora? He published it. It's not like, you know, he right. tried to hide evidence right. of like bad analysis and then it, it came out like after yeah. he died or whatever. Right. Like, he did a no. terrible job. Yes. Yeah. And then he published about it. He published. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, who does that? Most people yeah. are like, how do I hide the fact that I just totally screwed up this woman's life? What do I right. do? How do I hide it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. He, he says, oh, I think I'll publish a book about it. I mean, to, I, don't, I don't know. To me, that's the that's part of his greatness. But well, yeah, because yeah. well, he I mean, just like to, to like for a point on that is like because to him and I mean, this is I think I think that gets lost is that like analysis was was it for him. Like that was the most important thing. Like so right. that's why you put out the stuff that doesn't work is because you think the method is more important than you are. Than you are right, right. Yeah. So all of his attempts to have psychoanalysis survive him, mm-hmm. everyone wants to attribute that to his egoism. But it's really, I mean, it's to me, it's the opposite. It's like mm-hmm. I just, to, I'm committed to the idea surviving, and so whatever I can do to help that happen, I'll I'll try to help that happen. And then mm-hmm. the sort of, of course, he gets pleasure from being like Sigmund Freud, inventor of psychoanalysis. But that's like a kind of a side pleasure. Yeah. The real thing driving him is to get, get the idea to survive. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. but to, to to if so if someone out there wants to make people not like Freud, 
<laughs> right. Can, can we say this out loud that you had someone try to do that to you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to uh, to cloak at which institution that yeah, uh, that I've been at where yeah. where that happened. But yeah. yeah, I was in a room. It was me actually. At the it was you. No. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Right. Right. You were you were doing yeah. like a real fluxus kind of experiment of trying yeah, to get people yeah. to hate Freud. Yeah. yeah. No. The um. Yeah. I was in a room uh, where the text of Freud's that we read. Uh, we read Civilization, actually, I should say, and oh, then so, okay, so. yes, and but that was uh, kind of I don't know, it was like a perfunctory to what it turned out the point was, because then the text we read was uh, was Why War, yeah, and that is if you want to, well, for one. Uh, I mean, Jacqueline Rose has, by all accounts, like the book on on this text. Yeah, and yeah, re- and, yeah so th- it's She's not really great. And she's and she's great. Yeah. So yeah. this is so it's not to say that like this text is is, is uh, irredeemable or like you it's objectively you will you will hate Freud yeah. if you read if you read this. It is only the the only way for for this text to function as something that completely destroys uh, Freud is if you do it in the way that that I had seen it uh, performed in class, which is removed of all context. Because why war is a letter, basically a public letter that he wrote to. Uh, Albert Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. yeah. And he and Freud is trying to, you know, explain the, uh, you know, the the forces, the psychic forces that like, you know, uh, uh, determine this kind of this, this, uh, I don't I don't either want to say instinct or drive toward but like this, you know, impulse toward, uh, toward war and this kind of violence. Right. And, and in it, he says some things about how uh there should be a like I don't know if you use the word cabinet, but I'm going to use it like a cabinet of like you know intellectual elites who make uh, decisions to avoid conflicts such as this. And yeah. you can read that you can read that and be like, boy, that is like it's that is literally it's it's elitist, right? Yeah. It's like in in and it's and it's very authoritarian, it, it's authoritarian, democratic, right, it's, right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's and of course it's men, right? So it's also yeah. it's also misogynistic, and you can do all of that with that with with that text and you could do all of that with that text and more. Um, especially if you remove from it, any discussion of Sigmund Freud being a Jewish man writing this, um, when his people were being like uh, ritualistically exterminated, uh, by an evil very close to him. And that was not, that context was not brought up in the class where I had this, this, uh, this text taught and I was kind of stunned. And it's like, if, so if you want to have a hit piece, that would be a good For, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Just, okay. um, I was yeah, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, and this is, I, I, I would, I would think like either femininity or, or female sexuality. Like I oh, think those okay. would be good ones to kind of, because if you take what he says about feminine sexuality, it it can sound pretty, it can sound pretty bad. If right? you take it literally, cause he says, he just says that, w- that women are the problem. He d- yeah. I think he says yeah. I mean, there's just tons of stuff you could, you could get out of that. And then again, without the subsequent kind of, I mean, even castration as a concept, mm. like if you take castration and it, it's interesting because I think if you don't, like if you, if you don't take it through the universalist gloss that Lacan gives to it, then I think mm-hmm. it is a problem. So I think there are ways that, you have to read Freud through the people who have subsequently read him, right? Laplanche, La do you know this? Laplanche has a good text on that lecture on femininity, and he points out that um, Freud, in 
Freud writes, well, I mean, I guess he speaks, but he, in, in that, uh, he gives a formula for, for, uh, for a woman that, um, would actually almost word for word be what, uh, Simone, uh, Simone de Beauvoir would write in wow. the, in the second sex, which is because he, he, he says in there that, um, you know, we, we are not here to, to talk about a, a woman is like, that's a task we could scarcely perform. We're merely going to set about how she, uh, I, I don't know that he says come in, come into being, but that's, that's basically what he says. And so that's one is not born a woman. In other words, like, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Is yeah. Which is, which is something that, that he writes. So uh, it's, it, so it's interesting, but I mean, I think that that's almost like, cause you, you are, you're right. I think to, to, um, to, to point that text out as like, you know, if, if you read this without the context of people who have read Freud, then like it, it comes off as very, very misogynistic. And, I mean, and, I, yeah. all I know is, so I taught the new introductory lectures and one of those not femininity, I think female sexuality is in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the students were all kind of, it was toward the end of the class, class totally on Freud and they were all with him. And then like half the class sort of turned against him. So I thought, yeah. You know, and then I sort of did my best kind of triage, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So I think that those are good. Any any time he's talking about feminine sexual, I once heard, I once was in a job interview. I wasn't being interviewed. I was the interviewer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone said, um, "I think Freud." This is a person who was not totally hostile to Freud. Said, mm-hmm. "I think Freud uh, has only something to say about male sexuality and nothing to say about female sexuality." Hmm. And I said, God, I'm tempted to almost reverse that. Huh. <laughs> That's because his whole point is all of male sexuality is this kind of phantasmatic response to the trauma of feminine sexuality, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's, to me, that's a, that's almost self-evident. And, and so I thought it was interesting that this, and all the other people I was with in the interview we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of great, course. Great insight. And, of course, because it's the interviewee, you can't be right. you can't, you can't be too critical. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, I couldn't. I mean, I probably should have. I, I, I got into a little back and forth, but then I kind of Yeah, you would to back, back off because of this but, but situation. What was interesting, just a slight little funny oh, sure. about Please. this. So that guy, <laughs> subsequently, I, I realized he was totally perverse because <laughs> we, we presented him with the classes that we wanted him to teach, and he said... Well, I, I just wouldn't teach a class like that. That's a that's a poor way to organize a class. And then we're like, yeah, yeah, but uh, but it is the class that we have. So how would you teach it? He's like, no, yeah. no, I, I understand, but I just wouldn't teach it. I would uh, never teach a class like that. All right. So, so suffice to say, he did not. I was didn't want him to get the on campus interview, and he did not get it. That's really uh, funny. Anyway, so let's let's, let's oh, move. Oh, can on. I just I want yeah, 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 one yeah, yeah. one thing on on that. Uh, I heard uh, Joan Kopchak say once that uh, someone said to her like why do you like Freud? He says that like, he doesn't understand women. And she said, I think she said her response was that like, I would much rather someone, a man say that he doesn't understand women than to say that he does like that. <laughs> she said that's far more obnoxious or so it's, not, it's something like that. I'm not, I'm not quoting her exactly, but like that, but it's, it's, um, I don't know. Like, I think that those, those texts that, um, I think that maybe what we'll come to, I mean, for, for some of these thinkers, but it's interesting in the texts on where not to start, there is a, um, there's a productive kind of contradiction that I think is worth like for the invested person. Yeah. Like, that is worth a a grappling with because it, you know, you, you know, there are, um, 
if you if you want it like you have to be able to i think i think one as who as one is convinced by freud and, and and psychoanalysis one should not immediately dismiss like the the claims the the sexist and misogynistic claims yeah, you, need, I agree. You, you need to be able to like answer work those, through those you yeah, have to work through them yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. i do just want to say one final thing myself about freud yeah. i mean the ideal thing to start with would be interpretation of dreams. Of course. <laughs> just just, just to, to not put too fine a point on it. But it's like, yeah. you know, 600 pages and yeah. and it's, you know, it's it's long. But I do think it is kind of this. I mean, I think for he thought it was the starting point and I think it, mm. yeah. So it's not, you know, we're, we're sort of giving shortcuts and not and stuff that... <laughs> But but I don't you agree that that would yeah be yeah no yeah, that's the yeah. that's the long yeah. cut yeah, yeah that should be the, the that should be that should, that's the real that's maybe we should do that so for every single one is a is the this is where you start this is where you not start and then this is like this is really where you should start this is really <laughs> like, where you start yeah, but you can't yeah. Do it. yeah you can't yeah yeah, yeah. that's great okay uh, where uh, where where to next let's go to Lacan I think right perfect okay yeah. cool um where okay so we were talking about this yesterday um. The, I, I think this is the easiest one. The easiest one, it's Seminar 11, yeah. right? I think like Four Fundamental Concepts of Psychoanalysis yeah. sort of lays out all the basic claims of the mid-period Lacan, which is, I think mm-hmm. we both agree, the most important period. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just everything there. You know, there's already, he, the real is, is sort of developed in a way that it's not in the early seminars, even though... I think arguably the early seminars are more readable, like one, two, and three are more readable mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. eleven. But 11's not too hard. No, um, I don't think so. And then you know it's not like I think you get into the higher ones. Like seventeen would be another maybe possibility with the four discourses. Right. Right. Um, yeah. 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 But and that's, that's a popular one now. Yeah, it's popular now. But it, again, that's kind of a little. It's not. You know, you're not getting the central ideas. I, I think the other thing is that Seminar 11 really is the most, uh, the one most dedicated to the development of objet ah mm-hmm. as a concept. And it's really, yeah. the, I mean, other than 13 a little bit, it's the only place where he talks about gaze in an extended yeah. way, which is key, obviously. It's it's rarely, are we, I mean, I don't think we're going to have in, this, in the list of uh, thinkers that we're going to go through, we will not have another text where the person announces how literally fundamental it is to their understanding and their yeah. work. It's like, it's called the four fundamental concepts of psychoanalysis. Right. And the other thing have, is yeah. <laughs> that, that he was giving, like it, it's the first sort of more open seminar he gave. So mm. he had to make it, you know, or he didn't have to, but he, he decided to make it more accessible to the public, like to yeah. the public at large, not just to analysts. Mm-hmm. So it's a real turn in that sense too. And and we wouldn't have it if he didn't, he got locked, he was doing a seminar on the, the names of the father. Oh, right, and then yeah. And yeah. he got, that's about the time he got, or it is the time he got thrown out of the IPA, the International Psychoanalytic Association, mm. for his use of this short session. Mm-hmm. And and then he just, and, and he got, uh, thrown out of where he was doing his seminar, and then he just he started. Altusser gave him a space uh, to do it, and then he he just changed the topic. He had this idea that like, you know, once one is ended, you can't just go, you can't resume it. You just have to. It's like it's actually akin to the theory of the short session, right? Like yeah, you, right, right. You just you take the the break, and then you you do something you just else. Do something it. else. And so we wouldn't have it if it wasn't for that. And I think it's. I think you're right. You're as you're saying, like he's sort of saying these are the fundamentals. 
And I'm well, yeah, I mean, he's into position like that. I, I don't think I knew all of that biographical uh, context, but it's great because he's thrown into uh, into a position where so now he's been thrown out of like literally thrown out of the IPA like he needs to assert, OK, well, what what am I if I'm out of this thing? What, right. what, what is what I'm saying? Like what, 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 what is the, what is the substance here? Where, where, where do I diverge from what is emerging as a orthodoxy? That's, that's a great point. And, and it's interesting because a lot of people, I think Elizabeth Rudinesco among them sort of take seminar 11 as the turning point away from Freud. Like it's no longer, hmm. is he using the seminars to explain Freudian texts or concepts, but he's like, He's he becomes a Lacanian. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Although he would say, he, like he Marx, a, you know, he famously yes. said, "I'm." Uh, this is very late. He said, "It's up to you to be Lacanians pour moi je suis Freudian." Like I'm, yeah. I'm still a Freudian. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just think he heard Marx said that, and then he thought it'd be cool to say that. <laughs> it would be cool. Yeah, right, right. We're gonna come to that. I think about Marx saying he's yeah, not a Marxist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah. I would. I think that's a no-brainer. The only thing I would. And then I, I and then the question is like from there where to go and I think that's an interesting question like do you go back to the like there's some early ones that are interesting right like I wouldn't do seminar 1 because that's more about technique mm-hmm. seminar 2 has the post stuff that you really like is in there yeah. um and it has some good stuff about the struck about the symbolic order and how that functions I mean that's really it's really a seminar about the symbolic order even though it's called um it's, is that it's, the doesn't the psychosis the one? No, okay, this ego. No, it's not psychosis. Is three. And That's three. And so it's a seminar on the ego, but um, but uh, psychosis is also interesting. And then seminar seven is 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 pretty great and very readable mm. and has mm-hmm. a lot of great lines. The, the problem with seminar seven, which is ethics of psychoanalysis, is that it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's so anomalous. It's a it's a hapax as a, a yeah right? like yeah it really is a hapax. I think that's yeah. exactly right. Like you can't like he never again says this is funny because so many people think of this as the Lacan- Lacanian position. He mm-hmm. never again says don't go ground relative to your desire. Yeah, right. It only appears in seminar seven. Whereas yeah. every other thing, all of his other little sayings, mm-hmm. they're all like everywhere. You right, know, desire right. is the desire of the other. Unconscious structure like a language. There's no big other. Other does not exist. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. woman yeah. does not exist. There is no woman. sexual relation. All those, they're just like he repeats them again and again and again. But that mm-hmm. famous thing from Seminar Seven uh, just appears in Seminar Seven. So yeah. that's it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think. I well, think that's why. So what do you? I, th- oh, yeah. go ahead, please. <laughs> I'm just going to say it seems like I wouldn't necessarily direct someone to read that seminar. I would uh, say instead, if you if you like what you see in Seminar 11, I would read the Anxiety Seminar, which is right yeah. before. And then yeah. the problem is I love the next two seminars, but they're not, they're not, they're not translated. And they're actually not even published in French, which is... <laughs> I, I, I have... A, I, my idea is that it's a Jacqueline Miller conspiracy to not allow these like <laughs> most important seminars by Lacanze. So, seminar 12, 13, 14, and 15 all do not even <laughs> exist in French. I think I said to you, I think I said to you yesterday that like, um, he must have this idea that if like, if like his, like his vitality is tied to these things not being published. Yeah. And if they, if they are, he will, he will disappear. Like, yeah. I just, think that could be, I mean, <laughs> it could just be that he's crazy. I mean, well. like, like he had this, I don't know, a year or two ago, he had this whole public spat with Badu in which 
I read his response and I'm like, wait a minute, did I all of a sudden forget French? Because this doesn't make any sense to me. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I reread. I'm like, God, that he's just really, he's kind of lost his mind. So I'm not. Mm. I mean, I think we're safe that Jacqueline Miller is not going to listen to this podcast. But uh, you don't know does, that. I, I, we we have some <laughs> listeners in places that I was surprised about. So he could okay. be one. Okay. <laughs> well, that would be. I hopefully he will not take this as an official diagnosis. But um, <laughs> well, uh, hey, if if he if listen, that'd be great press for us, though. I mean, if he said something yeah, about us, no, 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 no. we don't want press. Uh, we don't want press. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think I feel like he. I don't know. I think your theory is probably right that like as long as the seminars aren't released, because you know about eight years ago he wrote to all these people and said I finished them all. And then, mm-hmm. and then since then, like none have come, basically none. none, one came out, seminar six, the desire and its interpretation came out in French, but that was like five, five years ago, mm-hmm. 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. So six years ago. Now. So 19 is coming out from Polity. That's but in out. English, right. But in English, right, Oupir. right. Yeah. Oupir, yeah. Yeah. I would not, I think anything, pa- like 20 seminar on feminine sexuality or encore is, is interesting, I think. That was what I was going to ask you actually about because that's the the encore is seven right like that's what the the idea is that he said he would return to the ethics to the ethics yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I mean but again does not repeat that formula um, so yeah. like I don't I, I yeah. don't I mean I understand that seminar twenty is really important for a lot of people I just I don't know I mean it does have the formulas of sexuation which right. are important but. I just, if I was like, I think that's a later, and the discourses from Seminar 17, I think all think that's later. I think the great philosophical breakthrough comes with Objet Ah, which is why we're going to devote an upcoming uh, episode, I think, to Objet Right, Ah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which he Uh, does, which he start. I mean, I think the answer, like, to where do you go from 11, I would double down with you and say, I think, anxiety. I mean, because he Because that's where it really is invented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a whole debate about when does Objet Ah really, is it in Seminar 8, the transference, when he talks about Socrates and the Agalma, Mm -hmm. or is it Seminar... Five, where he does use the term objet, but it's not clear that it's distinct from the little other of the imaginary. So, so right, right. it's only in seminar ten that you definitely get objet as it's in its mature form. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I think I and 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 also like his treatment of anxiety is just it's stunningly it's, it's great. It, it's yeah. so original. I mean, yeah. I feel like you know for everybody else it's. Freud even has a form, both Freud and Heidegger share this formulation. You know, like fear has an object, anxiety is has no right. object, has no object. And then right. his famous form, like he doesn't say anxiety has an object. He says no. anxiety is not without not. an object. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is you know, God. It's just mm-hmm. all of a sudden the way you think about anxiety totally undergoes a shift. Yeah, it's so it's great. I mean, we talked about this with with Hugh in the last in the last podcast. Like it's it's such a like the. The idea of the lack of lack, like, you know, and then, I mean, he, like the like the crocodile mother, like, I mean, these kinds of things like that, that come out in that seminar are um, are very like, well, I mean, I wish <laughs> I wish nine. I mean, I, I haven't read nine, but like it, it does. It just feels like they're 
the break that Eleven is going to be, like you you start to 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 feel like someone is at like the the top of their game to make a very oh, like oh, lame oh, sports oh. cliche. Other yeah. break between yeah. nine and ten, like yeah. so nine is on identification, and okay. so the basic point of nine is identification always has this symbolic. It's never just this purely imaginary identification. So basically, okay. all film theorists should have read 7 or 9. <laughs> all psychoanalytic <laughs> film theorists from the 70s and 80s should have read 7 or 9. Um, but basically, it's still, it's still, <laughs> it's not really concerned with the real in the, and gotcha. in the way that, that 7 or 10 all of a sudden, like that, because that's the encounter with the real that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like that, that like that's the it's interesting that you talked about that because i i do feel like i didn't think about it before but i feel like that's the big break and again which makes the argument for going starting with 11 then reading 10 mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, do you want to do you want to talk about what not to well i mean this is how, like how the, to make someone hate lacan this is a so i'm going to lo- lob this uh i'm going to lob this uh beach ball over the okay. plate for you okay. and i think what not to start with is the mirror stage Absolutely. But I think this is totally, do you, I don't know if you agree. Okay. This is my little hobby horse and it's also a very much a minority report, right? Like Uh every, I mean, I think even like I gave this talk some at some, and it wasn't just at a normal conference. It was at a psychoanalysis. It was at a Lacan conference, I think probably. Right. Okay. Some kind of psychoanalysis one, maybe not specifically Lacan. And, and I, the organizer of the conference came up to me afterward and she said, you know, I had some people say they liked your paper, but then a couple other people said, I think Todd was really off his game today. <laughs> and so I thought it was okay, that was nice. I mean, I actually preferred that to the like to, to the praise. Yeah. yeah, but but I did think it was interesting that it kind of so I, I think I could I'm probably I could be wrong. I could be you know, I think there are other people that are really smart, like Molly Rothenberg. She mm-hmm. has this great reading of of mirror stage, and she reads the sort of the real into it, and mm-hmm. I think that's true. And so she starts with it, and I think that's terrific. I think for one thing, most people don't do that, right? That is uh, true. I mean, that's your. I mean, that like just to crystallize very, very, very like um, simplistically, like your your argument against it, like that's your like the real is so important to understanding Lacan, and it's not totally evident there and to come away from that as like the, I mean, that's the canonical, that's the Norton text of Lacan's, right? Like it's just a sin. It's a sin. Yeah. Like, you know, it would be like making why war the canonical text (laughs) for Freud, which is would be absurd. Right. Right. right, Like, so I, I mean, the other thing, like how do most people read it? Like, Oh, there's this fragmentary body the person looks in the mirror and then mm-hmm. sees an imaginary wholeness. And so subjectivity, this is how, mm-hmm. of course, Lacan doesn't say so, but subjectivity yeah. is formed through this mistaken belief in an imaginary wholeness that I, that anticipates something, a kind of mastery that I don't really have. Yeah. And that's, so, so a mirror stage becomes this, I'm not gonna, I hate this word, but this post-structuralist, yeah. Part yeah. of this post-structuralist deconstruction of subjectivity, right? That's which is, very bo- which, that's which very absurd. Bo-dured. Like right. for one thing, post-structuralism yeah. doesn't exist, so that's one thing we don't, <laughs> people should never use that word. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I only use it to say we should never use it. But <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just absurd. It's an absurd. I mean, like if anyone, if any contemporary thinker insists on subjectivity, it's Lacan. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to think of him as like this deconstructor of the subject. And, and right. so I think that essay has played just a pivotal role in that. Mm-hmm. And then it's played such a crucial role in the total disaster of psychoanalytic film theory. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that just, just, it just never, just, I, I think he should never have written it. The there, other thing is yeah. he wrote it, he, he basically wrote it in the mid 30s. So, yeah, that's true. Good, that's right. Yeah. A good, you know, like 30 years before he, be- if we say Seminar 11 is when he becomes Lacan. Yeah. Then he said, so we wrote that 30 years before he became Lacan. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, that would be like someone taking a, a paper I wrote in college as a, as a representative of what I think now. And they're mm-hmm. you know, like, what? <laughs> I think crazy. He, I think you can make the argument that he agrees with you slightly. Like we were just talking about anxiety and he makes this great point in, I'm not sure which, uh, I mean, which chapter of the book or which lecture, but he makes this point about, I think he's trying to like, uh, do you know this phrase from TV? Uh, like they call it uh, retroactive continuity. They call it like retconning. I do know what it is. You do know. Okay. Retcon. So I think he tries to retcon uh, mirror stage a little bit and anxiety. And what, what he says is that, she says that it's th- this thing that he's about to say, it's totally there, but no one really comments on it, which is that for the child, to, to the only way that the child sees this wholeness, this imaginary wholeness that you're talking about yeah. is to look back at the parent. Yeah. And so that it's in, in this whole thing it, uh, is the, um, the need for validation from the big other. Right. And, and right. that this right. is like, and that's like, a, that's a really nice point. I think it's a great point. And I, it's interesting that he, he comes to that later, but in seminar, yeah. it's seminar one or two, I think it's two. He said, like, right at the beginning of the seminar, he's like, you know, everyone's referencing the mirror stage. And he goes, it's not a magic, magic formula. And he goes, and actually, it's already a bit dated. So he's like, <laughs> That's he like says it. Yeah. But then I think you're right. Once he's kind of becoming Jacques Lacan, like it's yeah. a dangerous thing to ever become yourself. <laughs> and, and I think he has to retrofit. What's the term? I, I forgot. Retcon. He has to retcon. Retcon. He has to do that. Yeah to the mirror stage, which is mm-hmm. fine because I think that does make a lot of sense of it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's present when no, he actually no. wrote it. And I think that requires a very creative reading of the text, which great, you know, like I, I'm happy Molly Rothenberg, who's, you know, like a brilliant psychoanalytic. I hate that use of that word, but I, well, I reserve yeah. it for her. Yeah, um, of course. Psychoanalytic, not just for her, but her and maybe <laughs> one or two other people. Uh, uh, psychoanalytic theorist that she she's able to like make it so evident within the text that the students are like oh yeah that's obvious but mm-hmm. <laughs> i think like the, the just the rap the the widespread dissemination of that text and it being taught by people who i mean look even if they have the best intentions which most of the time i don't think they do mm-hmm. uh it's going to turn people against lacan i just yeah. I think or give them the totally the wrong idea you know yeah i mean it's worth it's only worth um I mean, I think it's only worth contending with in the way that um, Molly does and the way like um, like or like or to emphasize like I I've also heard this idea, which I think is really interesting, like that um, what is important in the mirror stage is the the child beginning to understand like 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 motor function. So there's actually like motion and movement in yeah. this. It's not just the state thing. And that yeah. actually brings 
like if you want to take this, th- that actually brings uh, the mirror stage into conversation with what someone like Brian Masumi talks about with affect, like with right. like motion and movement being like right. the most important thing. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting, uh, man, I wish I remember, I, I don't remember her name, but she writes the, the about she, uh, the, the book Lacanian affects and, and that she talks oh, about. Solaire. Colette Celia, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, she writes about anxiety as like this is, I mean, this is Lacan's affect seminar, which is like, I mean, he only designates one, right? I mean, there's only well, one affect. Well, it's in, yeah, he's interesting about that because he does say, and I think that I kind of, I don't accept everything he says. I think this is pretty right on. He says anxiety is the one affect that doesn't lie. Doesn't lie. Yeah, yeah. that's so I great. Kind of, really I nice. sort of think that's right because I think a lot of other, aff- all the other affects do. Like, yeah, you know, like happiness, like that's, a, <laughs> that's sort of the definition of a lying affect. Is yeah. Happiness. Well, yeah. because I mean, I, I mean, like, because anxiety for him is, is really an encounter for which, right. like, the the thing that happens to you, it's like a little, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a little against you, right? Like, it, cu- yeah. it cuts against what you want. Uh, well, it's or, interesting or, yeah. because isn't it like, it's a little bit like Hegel's idea that the subject is only free when it's recognizes itself in absolute otherness. Mm, and I mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. that's a little bit what anxiety is. So you get this thing that to you is absolutely other and you go, and then you're like, Oh my God, no, like <laughs> my desire is actually contained in that thing that I wanted to see as absolutely other. That's, yeah. you know, what's funny. You just made me realize that is how Sartre defines the group infusion in uh, oh. critique of dialectical reason is that everyone, everyone, Oh God, how, what, what is his formula? It's like, uh, uh, everyone is like, I, I don't know if it's like, it's not everyone is someone, but like everyone is a subject only insofar as like, like he is other to himself or like oh. everyone is other to each other. I, I think he's it's everyone Hegelian. Is, I mean, he's a Hegelian yeah. thinker. So I, yeah. I think that that's probably right. That that's Hegel's yeah. influence. Uh, yeah. the other thing I would just say about Lacan and, and where to turn people off is <laughs> I'm almost think any of the Acree are a good way to like <laughs> make people not like him, <laughs> you know, cause he, he, uh, I think he intentionally wrote them to be not understood, to be hard. And I think it's, and I think he has said this and, and ma- many other people have said it, that you can only understand the Acre after you've read all the seminars. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's true. I just think it's true. Like, I just think, and, and look, some are interesting. I think the subversion of the subject is, is interesting, but again, I think you need to have, you know, I think kind of Exod is, is, is there's something there. But, you know, it's well, it's like you have to know, like, it's almost like you have to have um, you can't read it for the first time. Almost. Yeah, right. No, like, like you have to have already you have to already be on your second reading. Right. Like, but there's yeah. just so much. Look, so many of those earlier Acree, though, are just attempts to establish the importance of the symbolic against, you know, uh, ego versus ego. Mm-hmm. dynamics like he's they're like polemics against the psychoanalytic establishment <laughs> to say look we've got to think about the importance of the third party you know the, the yeah and, and and it's never just a one-on-one intersubjective like there that's the other thing he's constant diatribes against the notion of intersubjectivity because mm-hmm. of course for him it's always the other because you're always th- relating to the other through the big other through the symbolic right. structure that mm-hmm. And not that they're the same, but through some symbolic structure and it's and it's big other. So I feel like there's no, you know, I just don't think there's that. I mean, I think for someone who is thoroughly familiar with many of the seminars, you can go back and like, I know that you personally are finding something really helpful in the yeah, purloined letter. In the purloined letter, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cree. And I, I, you know, I think 
Slavoj and Kant of Exod, I think he finds a lot. That's right. Although, lot there. my yeah. God, it's a pretty creative reading of that. <laughs> of that, you know, like, I mean, his point is... But that's is, a, uh, Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. I'm no, no. get to his point, but it, it's, yeah. it, it, like, requires this kind of, like, you know, really creative kind of... Uh, I'm going to say there's probably treatment. a listener who is like, no, I want to hear what Todd was going to say, what his point... So what is... what is? Well, no, his yeah. point is that, like, I think Lacan thought when he was writing that, that mm-hmm. I'm going to show that the Kantian ethic cannot... Like, it it necessarily is stained by the Saudian experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like right. you could like you could apply equally the Kantian ethic to the Saudian experience, and so it's mm-hmm. like it's like, look, Kant can't save us from Saud, and I think so, which mm-hmm. is what Adorno and Horkheimer sort of mm-hmm. say in Dialect of Enlightenment. Um, and Slavoj's point is no, actually, hit, Lacan's point is it's the other way. It's like elevating Saad in some sense to the dignity. The of dignity. Kant. Yeah. Uh, and of course I like Salamis reading a lot better, but I mean, mm-hmm. if you read that text pretty carefully, yeah, maybe that's slightly there, but I don't think that it's, I think it's, it's a lot Slavoy and a little bit Lacan, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe that's not fair. And maybe, maybe it's, you know, I, I just have more, personal affection for Slavoj than I do for Lacan. So (laughs) so I tend to give him more the benefit of the doubt than I do. Not just because he's alive and we can talk to him, but just, I don't know. I mean, I didn't meet Lacan, but it just seems like he's a better guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I hope he's listening. He's a great guy. He's not listening, (laughs) but if he he was, he would would call in and object to this characterization of him as a good guy. He's like, no, 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 I'm a prick. I don't want anyone to come up to me. I hate students. Never let them see me. I don't want to talk to anyone. I hate everyone. I mean, but you know, that's what he would say. So, but he's, it's a totally untrue. He's a great guy. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I told you this, this thing where I was once at this conference and, and I don't know, Joan Kopchak and some other professor and I were sitting at a table and Slavoj comes into the room and he's it's his dinner. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not sitting with you. I'm going to sit with the graduate students. And I thought, <laughs> it's the best. Like, he's just like, you know, he got invited to this thing at Harvard. And the person said, I can get you, I can have like Steven Pinker and some people come out and meet you. And he's like, I don't want to meet them. I just want to, I'll just have dinner with you. You know, like he's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, just he just doesn't care. And that's, I think it's, it's, uh, it's refreshing. And, and that, this is not true of Lacan. Like, it's just not true. Right. Like, he, mm-hmm. he thought, like, in fact, I was just, listening to something in on France Culture and, and and I think it was Rudinesco who said this that that uh, he even thought that he should get an audience with the Pope and he sent someone to there to say like don't you want to meet with Jacques Lacan? Oh my god <laughs> the Pope's like uh no <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was to me that was the that's like the contrast between that. Like Zizek goes to Harvard, says, I don't want to meet with anybody right. who's anybody except maybe some student or something. And then mm-hmm. Lacan, who thinks, give me an audience with the Pope. So anyway, no, 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 that's no. A the long, Pope, that's the Pope, a long digression. The Pope needs to have an audience with me, I think, is the way that that, yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So should we should we should we 
break. We're almost running out of time, and I feel like I let's cr- let, <laughs> let's talk about Slavoj, I guess, and then and then okay. uh, Joan and Alenka, and then we'll just have to finish with only psychoanalysis. I guess. Uh, it's, well, that's it's not the worst. I don't think no, it's not um, the worst. It could be worse. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, for for Slavoj, I think uh, you know we we were talking earlier. I said that um, I would have probably said uh, sublime object, but I'm I've been thinking it over. You're revising. It's, I'm revising. It's okay. like, which well, is not to just say... Just to be clear, Sublime Object is his first book in English. So that's His first it. book in English, yeah. yeah. And it's excellent, and I mean, it, that's a stupid thing to say. That's like saying the Beatles are good, or you like yeah. pizza. Like, yeah. it's... Um, but it's, it's, you know, it lays out, I think, uh, very clearly, um, in an analogous way to Seminar 11, like, what are the fundamentals of, like, Zizekian thought? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it, like he's going to... Uh, he's going to write in a, uh, a dialectical way and he's going to be bringing, um, Hegel and, and Lacan together and he's going to use this to, to proffer sort of his own, uh, th- like his own thing. And I think that that's, um, and also like you have the, the trademark things where like, he's also bringing together high and low culture. Like that's yeah. a certain, that's a thing that he does. Uh, all the, all those kinds of trademarks are there. I, I think that the only thing that's really not there is what would, uh, become, uh, like he, the 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 religion, uh, yeah. like uh, yeah. kind of kind of uh, I don't want to say critique, but just like the way that he well, um, it's almost not a critique. It's almost it's not an a embrace critique. of Christianity. It's an embrace. Yeah, it's an yeah. embrace of Christianity from yeah, almost. The, it is an embrace. It is from this idea that of that there's like an atheistic core to it, right? right. Like that's the uh, that's the idea. Um, By the way, uh, yeah, our fr- our mutual friend Rick Boothby thinks that he protests too much about the atheistic core. That's is that right? Think Nah, he thinks that, and I, I, I kind of think he might be right. He thinks Slavoj really is, like he, he's has some. I mean, obviously, it's not God in the traditional right sense, but there's mm-hmm. some kind of sense of a, a theism. Hmm. Uh, there. Anyway, that's yeah. interesting. Ooh, that's that's a, that's a that's a nice uh, that's a nice topic for uh, yeah. for another podcast. I think. Well, so yeah. what I what I was gonna say was is um like I, I was gonna offer in its stead um I think looking awry. Okay. And it's um, because it does I, have that stuff on Chesterton, right? And and yeah, and and belief, right? Yeah, and it also uh, it also has. I think it's it's more approachable, which is like this yeah. is sort of it's and it's not that long <laughs> either, yeah. you know. And and like so, we were trying, we were looking at. I mean, you know, seminar eleven is not that long, but it is a whole seminar. I mean, yeah. we were talking with Freud, we were talking about essays, and yeah. I think looking awry is a series of essays that. Um, that he put together as a book. Yeah, he put together as a book, and that they have this, um, they have something that a reader who is trying to come to grips with him, I think, can really uh, can really sink into. He, d- I, I think, he develops. I think it's in there where he he does a great example of of the real from. Um, oh man, am I going to blow this about the book? The um, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the yeah. it's the unpleasant profession of Jonathan Hoag. Thank you. It's a Heinlein book. Right. And he gives that great example of the character that like he, he, you know, he finds out this thing about the, the, the the world that like isn't real. There's like, it's being like fixed by, you know, aliens or watched over, but, and he has to leave and he's going over, I don't know, the Brooklyn bridge. And the only thing they say, don't roll down your window. Only thing you don't do is don't roll down the window. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just does it a little bit and it just the whole world is this like unspeakable yeah. void and blackness. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and it seems to be coming into the car and then he rolls it up and it's fine. Yeah. Right. I think, okay. Right. Yeah. Everything looks fine through the window. 
I think yeah. that's a great that's a great choice. Looking mm. awry, and there's great discussions of Hitchcock and uh, Kafka in there too. Yeah, I think yeah. pornography. I think there's a little bit towards you. And he makes um, a lot of and he makes a lot of the the quilting point, which yeah. Lacan doesn't yeah. make enough of. Which uh, so yeah, like that's that, really true. That only appears yeah. in Seminar Three, the Psychosis yeah. Seminar, and then it just disappears, which is so strange because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole th- we we. We should also talk sometime about disappearing concepts in Lacan, like Das yeah. Ding. Das Ding, yeah. Uh, point de Capitan or Quilting Point. Yeah. yeah. So how often that. does he say, this is one of my favorites, but how often does he say the non-duped air? Is that just... That's late names? only. That's yeah. late only. That's yeah. late only. Yeah, he has yeah. a sem- so Seminar 21 is Les Non-Dupes Air. Okay, um, all right. Which is interesting because it's a pun, you know this, right? That yeah, it's a pun from the names in French, because it's, yeah. it's, if you say Les Non-Dupes Air, it also sounds like Okay, the non-duped heir, but it, in French it also says the names of the father. Names of the so, father, yeah, right. It sounds exactly right. the same. Um, yeah. Okay, so I, I love your looking awry choice. I'm going to go a little in the same vein and say Plague of Fantasies, which I've oh, caught cool. a couple times. And yeah. I think the only reason I think it's a little longer than looking awry, which is a negative, mm-hmm. but I think it has one thing that looking awry doesn't. He hadn't yet developed this notion of the obscene underside of ideology. Okay. Yeah, and that yeah. gets a nice articulation in Plague of Fantasies. So that's, that's true. Why I, 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 that's why I would choose that. And it's accessible. I think undergrads can read it. Uh, it's also like I love his um, his discussion of like why of, like his discussion of don't ask, don't tell is excellent. Yeah. Like like it's like the the it is the masculine uh, fantasy to use not not in a psychoanalytic way like of the of the military that has to be upheld and like for, you know, because it is, it is homoerotic. It's, it's the same. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but it's to me the same reason why Michael Sam couldn't really be an NFL player is because like, it's all, it's all homoerotic. Like I like, absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely. true. To have, to have an, to have an openly gay player on the field, it like every straight person has to like, we're we're watching we're watching these like muscle bound men and really enjoying it and they're really enjoying it and they're like you well, you have you get confronted by that core. I remember one time I was Ryan. It's not I, even the half of it. Like in the <laughs> locker room, I told you about this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. My God, I was in a college football locker room. The amount of homoerotic. I mean, it's not even homoerotic. It's just like openly just, homosexual. Yeah. Activity was incredible. Like guys rubbing their cocks together like ramming up the other guy's ass as a joke when he's bent over <laughs> dancing naked together in the shower. I mean just like incredible and I, yeah. I it's interesting that like isn't the best example of this the way Hitler had to kill Ernst Röhm the, the the leader of the SA and the S because the SA was this kind of like they brought the homo like they were openly homosexual they brought mm. that dis, like dimension mm. of the Nazi bond to the fore uh, and to so the fore and that's why I had to, yeah, they had to be this killed. night of long knives in 1934 they had to be killed so I think mm. that's the great but anyway so yeah you're right that he does a great job with that I yeah. I do want to just say the one uh, the, the book that I would I, I think you probably agree with me that like the great the great hit though is the greatest book is is the long one. Oh yeah less, less than, than nothing, nothing. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. the long <laughs> like the long <laughs> cut uh, yeah, we would. I think we both agree on that. But wh- can you think of one that to turn people off to him? To I, turn people off, um, I think like it, it would be one of the political ones. 
I guess so. Like, like as on, like on violence. I don't know. I know some people don't like that. That's one that a lot of people. Yeah, maybe the violence one taught in the right kind of malicious way. Yeah, really get people because that's where is that where he says like Gandhi was more violent than Hitler. Yeah, I think so. The problem with Hitler was he wasn't violent enough or something. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right, right. It's like to to misunderstand that. But I do. But yeah, I think, I think one of the political ones like the, you know, like uh, the oh. Maybe just one of the lesser ones. One I was just going to say the same thing, the one where, where it seems to be like he's not saying as much. Yeah, because like I'm, the, how about the totalitarianism book? I think that's not very good. Oh, yeah, more to, yeah, what is it, like uh, totalitarianism, please, or I don't know, something like that. Or, something, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know, but it's just, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I've, I've repressed <laughs> the name of that. Um, <laughs> that's very funny. Did somebody say totalitarianism? That's the one, yeah, 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 there yeah, it is. Yeah. But um, I, he, it's yeah. funny because a lot of his friends, I was, I didn't, tell him that I didn't like it, but uh, <laughs> a lot of his friends, I remember him saying this, a lot of my friends said, this is a terrible book, and I think it's one of my best. <laughs> he didn't really think that, because <laughs> you know, he now, when you ask him, what's a list of your best, he never puts that. So, never puts that yeah. in there. Yeah. So, but it's, it's just kind of confused, and doesn't really have a point, yeah. and the chapters don't flow together in any way, and so, yeah, maybe that one would be a good... You know, good it's interesting, I'm, I'm wondering... Like, so for uh, well, another accessible one, and I think that it's so accessible, it's, it's out of print, is The Fright of Real Tears. Yeah. I, I think it's That's a great book, though. Like, yeah. for someone who wants to really get into film theory, that would be, that's a great, and it's funny that it's out of print, you're right. Like, I think it's yeah. maybe his only book out of print, right? It's his only book out of print, yeah. I think yeah. Parallax View is great. I'm just looking at that one right now. Yeah, that's actually. a great book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. I um, would put that, like, right after Less Than Nothing to read. Like, he has a... I just remember there's like three pages on the difference between phenomenology and dialectics in Parallax yeah. View, and it's just stunningly good. And also, there's a long critique of like uh, cognitive brain science and evolution. Oh, yeah, you know, that's like right. It's really, that's right. It's good. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great so, text. Yeah. We don't have as many. I think, I don't know, that, that one, uh, what was the one, uh, one of the later political ones where he says, um, it's published by Verso. Um, the desert of the real or? trouble with strangers is that it? Oh, tr- oh, you don't. You're trouble not talking neighbors. No, tr- trouble and pa- well, it's trouble. Trouble in paradise. paradise. Trouble yeah. In par- yeah, I thought you know you could probably turn people off with that. I mean, <laughs> any of these political ones, I think, where you get him saying things. Yeah. Oh, kind of trying oh, to like, be provocative. Like against what is it against the double bind? I think against the double blackmail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, because it's it's like it's very easy to lose. Like it's, I mean, this is why um, he's read. I think in in some circles as like um, I mean, like doesn't like Simon Critchley call him an authoritarian or something? Yeah, like, like that. authoritarian. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that is like this. You know, you can read it against the double uh, blackmail and 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 think like, oh, he this guy doesn't like immigrants, right? And right. it's Absolutely. like, right. and and if you're not if you're not reading it well, if you're not reading it sympathetically, and if right. you're not reading right. it to see that, like, what well, the point is is that what he's against is he's against the structure and he's against with engaging the structure mm-hmm. and like that's the that's the point. And I mean, I do think that he he iterates this clearly yeah. even there it's pretty but clear yeah, yeah yeah i mean you got to really be a malicious reader to to, 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 to not but, but see many, that, yeah. many do so yeah you know so i don't know uh all right let's let's go to let's go to alenka joan and mari maybe and then continue. yeah yeah that's yeah. great that's a great way to end it um with alenka i think my pick 
is going to be uh, it's going to be the odd one in. Yeah, I thought That's you would fun. say that. Yeah, you thought I'd say that. Yeah, it's I. It's such a, and I think sh- she's so. I think like Joan, like I, I, I would call. Um, I, I think that they're just elegant thinkers. Yeah. Like, like I, and I, I think like the way, like it's very, like the the prose is um is is rich and dense, and you can. It's sort of like um. I like the nudities uh, uh, by Gambin. I think, yeah. oh my God, I think that that's like, a, it's like a beautiful text yeah. to read. I think yeah. it's elegantly written and, and yeah. thought through. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so the odd one in, um, what I think uh, one of the things that, I don't know that Alanka, uh, that Alanka is uh, complimented enough uh, for this is that all of her books, all of them, Ethics of the Real, um, you know, even the the new one. Uh, and, and what is the, yeah, what is sex? Um, although you know what, I haven't I haven't read the shortest shadow, so I don't know if I can say okay. this about that. But um, it all gives you an introduction to psychoanalysis. Like if I, you need one, if you don't shadow have, doesn't. But yeah, doesn't, yeah. Uh, but but you're right about all the other ones. That's a great point. That, they like, all yeah they all who, introduce who it. That? Yeah. Like it's yeah. so it's so stunningly good. I think yeah. that she just you know uh, Hillary Neroni, my sauce once said that. Um, it's like she starts again from the beginning every time she introduces yeah. any concept, and that is so helpful to the reader. Yeah. Like it's just absolutely, but not in a redu- never in a stupid never. way, and never, never simplistic. It's all complex, but yeah. it's just like I found. And I, 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 I'm tempted to agree with you, but I, I, I do think Odd One In is the is the proper beginning point. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think Ethics of the Real is the superior book, which is I think that's her <laughs> best book, which is. A, I would be pissed if someone said that about my, I mean, <laughs> that my first book was my best one. I, mean, I think it's true about, we were not talking about Bad Do today, but I think Theory of the Subject, which mm. was his first major book, is his best. And I think that's pretty depressing. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, not, it's a little bit like, I mean, not totally, because like Citizen Kane was Wells' was great. Was Wells. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great film. Like you, you have what is it? You could very easily say like you know. I mean, better to have like the the one great thing, or like yeah. or your great thing be your first thing than to be yeah. like I don't know. And I mean, in some ways, yeah. So I mean, I think the, ethics yeah, of the real. Ahead. I I prefer. I think the insight is just unparalleled into Kant. Um, mm, mm. But I do think, in terms of accessibility, and I love just speaks directly to your point about the like re introduction of the psychoanalytic con- basic concepts yeah like her discussion of phallus and the accusation yes. against psychoanalysis that it's phallocentric is just yeah it's like whoever was making if they were in a fight with her they would have to call the fight like it's over yeah. like you can't <laughs> that charge can never be made again if you yeah. read odd one in because her whole point is that the essence of psychoanalysis is to show that the phallus is a fraud right, right. Like that's right. the whole the whole point the whole yep. point so it's not like Oh, we need a feminist corrective. We we can use Freud a little bit, but we have to have this feminist critique of him included. She's like, no, 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 no. That's the like from the beginning, Freud's whole point is the phallus is a fraud. Right. Like that's a feminist point. Yeah. So he's a he's look, it's not that he understands women, but, but he right. understands the patriarchal structure and the nature of the of how the phallus functions. That's as 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 fake as fraud. So mm. I feel like that's like, I, 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 I love that book for that reason. It's great. It's a great, it's a great argument too, for, um, 
like why like for why psychoanalysis is centered around this thing is that like it's it's i mean it doesn't it go back to that that really famous juliet mitchell line that it's psychoanalysis is not a endorsement of uh of a phallocentric society but a you know but an analysis of one or a diagnosis of one yeah you know yeah yeah and like if you if you don't if we don't talk about it then like it it gives that thing seeming like solidity and it seems to give it value and seems to like, it, it does seem to like endorse it in a way if you yeah. go away from it and you don't, and you don't, uh, you don't confront it. Yeah. I've always found that funny that the idea that not talking about like that look, oftentimes students, someone said to me that in a class I recently taught that my, the chair brought me and he's like, well, someone said, one student said that you were a racist. And so, uh, well, I'm, I'm a little curious about that. And I said, well, I mean, I guess, talking about racism, you know, that I yeah. guess that I guess that qualifies. I mean, so yeah. I think a lot I think there's a, a sense that if you represent a thing, yeah, you are endorsing that. Thing, that's true. It's just like to me crazy because yeah. it seems like much more. I mean, that's how we get in this idea that like Black Lives Matter is the racist organization. Right. You know, like that because they're bringing like, up they're, they're bringing, bringing it up. up the uh-huh, yeah. You're bringing it up. You're, you know. I mean, isn't Freud great on this? Where he says, "It's I think it's in the Clark lectures." The uh, I forget what the how they're trans. What's the title of them? Is but is it just mm. called Five Lectures on Psychoanalysis? Maybe I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says he says, "Look, the 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 uh, an idea is more powerful when it's unconscious. Like yeah. making it conscious. What psychoanalysis is doing is not. It's not like we're unleashing the demons of." <laughs> Right. subjectivity uh, it's like yeah. we're, we're giving it we're like letting that be, letting it be known you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i feel like that's true about all these things you know like yeah you know, well that's yeah. like that term i mean like to go back to, to to your example that's like race baiting quote you know is like to bring up that something's racist is to show how to show structural racism to make you aware of it is is race bait like you're racist how? Yeah, 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 yeah right you're yeah, you're yeah racist, it's like oh yeah. you're the real yeah who's the real racist and when yeah. you're and and that's just like a kind of and i don't think that this is one of those things where like nobody who says this is is thoughtful enough to to realize this is what they're doing but this is what they're doing is like they're making it so that you're engaged in an absolutely unwinnable uh, conversation because now you're in the structure of trying to prove you're, you're taking their point, which is like, no, I'm not the racist. You're the racist. You're missing my point. And then they're saying like, no, I'm not, I'm, you're the racist you're bringing up. And we're like, now we're out. We're yeah. out it, in this. It, yeah, it is, and, it yeah. is impossible to prove that you're not a racist, right? Like that. I, like, yeah. I said this, you know what I did? I was talking about this to my students and I said, uh, I was like, pr- I brought up this idea of like pr- proving a negative, right? It's like, yeah. I said, listen, I was like, if any of you are losing an argument to somebody and you really don't want to be, ask them to prove they're not a pedophile and things will turn <laughs> around for you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Especially if you know the unconscious, you could know that there's they're, no way they're going to be able to there's no way like if they'll stumble over their words and they'll just like they'll if you say anything if they say like i can't prove that they'll be like all right see you know proof. like any yeah. anything you yeah. anything you say like i think yeah. that's like the anyway yeah but to but to go back to 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 Alenka, i mean i think that um this is something that she does um like to go back to the idea of like her work always being this like this reintroduction i think that you put it that way and that's the yeah. that's the, the right this reintroduction to psychoanalysis is like there are many 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 texts that are like introduction or like you know like an idiot's guide like this kind of thing yeah, yeah. and but it's not it, that at all my god it's not that at all no never and that like so there her texts are the most like for someone who'd never read anything but 
you know, or is interested in this at like, uh, you know, at like a upper undergraduate or graduate yeah. level. I mean, like I th- say like you, you get into one of her, her works and like you start to, to like, I think, I think um, what is sex is, is, is great. And uh, for a lot of different reasons, but it also does this, like, you know, she, she go she uh, delves into, Oh, you know what she begins with? And I'm surprised that she didn't bring this up. She has that quote from Lacan about how he's not, He's not talking right. He's not fucking right now. He's talking, but he yeah. can have the same. That's from seminar eleven. To seminar eleven he speaks the importance of that seminar. Yes. I, you know what I thought about was that, um, the word intercourse also me. I mean, no one would use that word to mean conversation, but that's the definition of that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and for but sure, it's yeah. you know, and I and yeah. I think anyway, it's a it's <laughs> that's a great. That <laughs> so should be like, one of your little. I should write that down. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, but I, but again, I, I mean, I'd have never thought about that word not for uh, Malenka's book, you know, and, and yeah. whatever. And yeah. so, like, stunningly it, it's good, stunningly good. good. So this is actually brings us to a problem with Alenka. It's hard to think of a bad play. Like, if you wanted to turn people off oh, to yeah. Alenka, yeah, I guess true. the Nietzsche book. I mean, it's still really good, but mm. it does it does give you. I mean, it's less. It's like a kind of an attempt to reclaim Nietzsche for the sort of Hegelian, Lacanian tradition. Mm. So I think she falls out of our structure. I think yeah. that there's not a bad, I don't, not even the, um, why psychoanalysis that, yeah, that that's short, so good. I yeah. think that's, it's all, it's, it's good because, yeah. it, and I think it's because of the way that she writes. It's yeah. because of this, like this, like elegant, like, like yeah. reintroduction uh, that is never, it's never reductive that it always like, um, what, what is that? Like the, um, well, what do you think about this yeah, idea? Okay. That okay. I think we're going to run into the same problem with the next person we talk about. Sure. And I feel like it's because they're both that's Joan Kopchak. Yeah. I think they're both they they're not they're sort of the opposite of Freud, Lacan and Zizek. That is they don't well, Lacan didn't publish the things. So it's yeah. not necessarily true of him, but he did. He was prolific in terms of producing seminars. Right. Um that they don't really uh they just are. They 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 take their time in what they yeah. put out. You know, it's exact. It is. It's I'm, exact. Yeah, it's exact. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not a greater example. I mean, like, and maybe this is. Maybe we could talk about uh, Jonah good segue. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. Like, a, I mean, there's not a better example than um, from uh, Read My Desire, the um, the euthanasia euthanasia of reason, sex and the euthanasia of reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like yeah. The, there is. You know, Joan writes this uh, this counter um, Butler um, argument that is uh, it's it's perfect. It's it is it is as they say when a um, a free kick is uh, struck into the corner of the of the goal in soccer. It is inch perfect. It is not (laughs) like there's no there's no room for Butler to. I mean, she's never responded to it. Never like, so, but there's, there's, yeah. there's simply. I think it's true yeah. that she has never once mentioned Joan Kopchak's name in public. Yeah, I don't and know that that's true. I don't have. I've never. I haven't heard every public word she's uttered. Sure, and I haven't read every single one of her books. But I think that that's true. I mean, which it's I think is Joan is exactly. I once was talking to her about this, and she said, she said I wanted to write the essay that just Butler wouldn't be able to say anything. Yeah, in response, and I think she. I mean. I think that's sort of the ideal that she, I mean, I think she did that too. And this is, these are the two things. I mean, she has only two books, so we recommend both of them, I think. Oh, uh, oh yeah, unreserved Starting places. Yeah. But I think from Read My Desire, if you just wanted to read, I think that's the better book than 
Imagine There's No Woman, although I think Imagine There's No Woman is phenomenal. Um, but Read My Desire has so many like incredible things in it. But I would oh, yeah. say that um, the first essay, The Orthopsychic Subject, and mm. the last one, Sex and the Euthanasia of Reason, are great yeah. places to, to yeah. begin. Although that whole book, yeah, it's just really... It's really I mean, The Orthopsychic Subject, like with... Mulvey and uh, screen theory uh, as the implicit target. Like Mulvey yeah. never referenced by name, but the the way the re- you know, uh, interestingly, when Joan wrote that, she had been a student of Mulvey's. I knew that. I did, did you know, know that. that? Yeah. yeah, I did know that. No, I mean, like that's like I mean that's just uh, like how do you you know? I it, it's a kind of like sometimes when I like I I was. Okay, so um, Jonathan Crary in 24-7 has this, uh, which some, it's one of these books where the, the, the like, some of the core ideas I find, like, that I, I really agree with about, like, yes, um, sleep is being treated as something that is, like, it's non-productive and it's it's anti-capitalistic yeah. and yeah. where we're losing sleep, sleep's being monitored. Like, I, I'm totally with him on this. And then he just, for somehow, uh, somehow, um, uh, I don't know. Like there, there's some negative things about Freud about like, uh, like how he's like supporting the, like the bourgeois notion, like, so of, of, of sleep and dreams and like making money off of it. It's like, it's like kind of a bad take. And then there's an even worse take about uh, television causing autism based on this 2006 Cornell study that was conducted by economists, not like scientists or biologists or brains or whatever. And, and, and like, it's hard for me. I get so I was writing about the a note about this because he also mentioned Sartre. I'm writing a note about this in my dissertation, and it, my God, is it so hard for me not to be petty about this? And and for for Joan to to have such a strong take against Laura Mulvey, her teacher, and all like this field that that uh, grew out of a misreading of seminar 11 and, and, and the idea that one, like where, like where's well, mastery I, I, I in the visual field? Like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's more out of, um, mirror stage, mirror like, stage, right. To go back to the that. paradigmatic. Yeah. yeah. I think seminar 11 was nowhere in those people's minds. Although, yeah. you know, that I, my theory is that screen theory so influenced the translation of seminar 11 that it created this, like, you know, this crazy, mistranslation of the way the gaze functions like oh yeah you had you know this right about, about Alan Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no please like, talk about it okay so in seminar 11 there's i forget which se- session it is but it's the one of the f- sort of break points of the session mm-hmm. lacan says uh my f- f- my eye is in the picture oh, how does he say it oh he goes of course the picture is in my eye but my eye is in the picture Mm-hmm. Right, and then, mm-hmm. but Sheridan says, "But my eye is not in the picture." As right. If, of course, of course. The whole point of the gaze is that I am in the picture. You're my in the eye picture. Is in the picture. You're implicated uh, in the field. You can't right. Like because in that Sheridan translation, it's like you, like you can somehow be outside. You're outside, and it's yeah. like you know, yeah. like I, I'm reading it in front, and I, I didn't. I read Seminar Eleven before first before I had even knew French. So then, I thought I was teaching it subsequently. I'm like, I should read in French just to have read in French and. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like he just invented the word not. He just, like, there's no not. In, in it comes from the but. Like, that must be it, right? Right, because, because but, it would like, make sense. Like, yeah, because it is, it is may, the German word for, I mean, German, the French word for mm-hmm. but. But but there's no, 
So you think there's going to be a contrast, but there's mm-hmm. not necessarily. I mean, there is some kind of a contrast, but well, not. the contrast is that you're in the you're in the picture. Like yeah. that's the yeah. that's the contrast. But that's yeah, the contrast. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so God, so that I think that. But my point would be that that is actually a result of screen theory, not vice mm. versa, because it's, hmm. the timing doesn't work. Like you can't say, oh, this. For one thing, they all knew French, and screen theory really originated in these like Jean Louis Baudry and mm-hmm. Christian right, Metz right. and. Raymond Ballour, uh, which is, there's a kind of interesting thing. So Joan gives this, I've written about this in my book on rules of the game, but um, mm-hmm. Joan gives this, she generously gave me this incredible letter from Raymond Ballour to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so she write, She gives at a, a talk, she gives um, orthopsychic subject, which is this mm-hmm. basically this critique of film theory focused on the mirror stage and, and, wants to introduce the real into film right. studies. And and, right. and and she says that film theory is basically, psychoanalytic film theory is basically performed a Foucauldinization of <laughs> Lacan, right? And so she gives this talk, and, and Ballour is supposed to be her respondent in the published, they're publishing the proceedings. Right, yeah. And he writes a letter, which is published, I think it's published, and it says, I can't even respond to this because she's <laughs> violated, she was supposed to talk about Lacanian film theory and she's just violated the rules of the game and I thought <laughs> that's that amazing so funny like she just yeah. totally and so I think that's right. another perfect kind of well, a perfect essay yeah. that's I mean this goes back to I mean this goes back to like he I couldn't think, even sorry he just couldn't he, even respond couldn't even, right like, couldn't, couldn't even respond right yeah. couldn't articulate a response I mean this goes back to like the like this thing we were just talking about about like the you know getting involved in like like trying to uh to show how someone's saying that someone is race baiting is wrong like it's like that's not how you do it like you you have to find I mean and this is uh this is Hegel's universal right you have to find the thing that utterly cuts the debate in half right that it, you find the particular that changes all particulars you find right. the thing that changes that changes the rules of the game yeah that yeah, that's absolutely. what you have to and that joan absolutely. does she does yeah. that beautifully yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and and so in in either of those t- i mean like so her what is it her her, her formula in sex and the euthanasia of reason is that like you know for butler um sex is in, is incomplete and then you know joan like reverses it which is that like it's sex shows the incompleteness of 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 the sexual relation of right. of of, of right. being like of subjectivity like it's not it's not that 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 sex is incomplete and then we have like um like a, like a multitude of like uh, like particularities like emerge from that and like it's it's like it's this like feel that is like ever flowing or whatever it's like no 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 like sex is is where you see like the the cut of the subject and you yeah. see like the non completeness yeah. of and it's yeah. it's perfect. Right. Yeah, absolutely perfect. It, and, and I mean, I think there are essays of hers that are not as perfect, but I, I don't think there are any that are like, oh, here you can really sink your teeth into a critique of her and like we can really expose no, her. We Again, can't. I think <laughs> it's the same problem with Alenka. <laughs> like there's not really, if you want to turn people off to Joan Kopchak, you're going to have trouble. I think. Yeah, yeah, you would only it would only be if someone really like it, like Butler was very important to them and they felt that what Joan wrote was like an attack on them personally. Yeah, but how that, do you do it from that? Well, if you give yeah. your students that essay. I mean, where in that essay do you? Do you, well, it's because she's not petty. Like it's hard for me to yeah, not be petty, yeah, right? It's like that's yeah. the same thing, right? Yeah. It's not. She's never like rubbing Judith Butler's nose in it. She's just no, saying like, never. look, this is like this. Let's follow the logic yeah. out. Let's play this right. out to the end. Right. It's very yeah. logical and and objective, almost. You would say, right? Like, yeah. It's not. It doesn't have this pathological 
dimension to it, which is hard to avoid, I think. My yeah, God. yeah. And it's, it's so I interesting. Mean, yeah, to, yeah. To, I mean, it's just so interesting to oppose uh, these two thinkers, um, Alenka and, and Joan, against the the three that the voluminous uh, uh, thinkers uh, we mentioned previously about like this this difference between like yeah. it's like a. Um, you know, you get like the idea is, is, is important. So you get the ideas out there like as quickly as you can, as, as most as you can. And then it's like, well, you know, how you relate the idea is important. So yeah. this yeah. like um, some precision like, is called for. It's interesting. Exactly. Can we, yeah. let's, let's just end quickly with Mari Rudy, because sure. I think she is a nice kind of. She's oh, a sort of uh, in, in, not, in between, but yeah, kind of synthesis in the old bad true. Hegelian way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, it's not what Hegel. He never right. used the terms synthesis. Blah 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 blah. Okay, right. But um, because she publishes a lot, right? Yes, like she's that's probably right. got what 11, 12, I don't know how many books. A lot of books, mm-hmm. uh, and she's perfectly willing to be misunderstood, and yeah. and and not that she's not precise, but. She's willing to throw things out there that are in in a kind of Slavoj's way. Like I'm, this is kind of like half baked. I'm kind of working on it. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. You know, like I, we saw her both. We both saw her give a talk where she's like, "I'm just kind of working through these ideas, and I don't really know what I think." And I thought that was just her. I mean, it was. I thought it's it was a lot of confidence to say something like that. Like that's. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I, I. My God, I don't think I have the confidence to to, to do that. Yeah, and I mean, she had a take. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. she was takeless. So yes, right, right. Um, that was fine, and 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 I thought, you know, she's great, and and there's a there's a way she does kind of bring both of those together, right? Like she's yeah, she's both voluminous, like uh, Slavoj is, and she's she does have some of you know Jones. Persi- I think she, I don't think she goes as far as Slavoj in terms of like no, I'll put it out there and just sort of. I mean, I think her her virtue is a thing that, um, like, the call of character is the book. Yeah, that's that the one like, you want to say, right? That's is the one the, I want to say is the is the where to start, to start with, with yeah. Mari Rudy is, um, and she she writes uh, several times and well more more in the introduction and eventually like she stops um, saying this, but like there's um, I don't want to go so far as to say it's an apology, but like it's yeah. the, she writes several times about how like this is not like strictly an academic book. This is, this is meant for a, a wider readership. However, it's also not just for uh, general readers. There will be things in here that will appeal to, you know, to scholars. And it's, it's, it's like, th- this is her, her virtue. And I think that it's, um, it, it is a testament to how, um, there are either academic books or there are popular books and yeah. never the twain shall meet like that. She feels that she needs to, to write this one. That is like, I think that is, uh, and I think the call of character more so than the, the case for falling of love, like falling in love, like well, really that's much more popular, much more popular, much but more it, popular. it really nails that how one can be um, theoretical and one can be read um popularly like and and in i mean and i think like what's so great about her is like these are like those two books are like non-self-help self-help books yeah and and that's and i think that um she's i don't know to me like i think that she's like mastering a genre that uh but outside of her i'm not really sure exists like i don't know who else i is, think is that's doing probably that. right i think it's yeah. probably right. you once said to me i want to write an essay that's um a perfectly situated between Zizek and Paul Krugman. Right. I, not like politically, but like, no, no, but in terms of style and, you know, yeah. 
yeah. an audience. And mm-hmm. I think she kind of does that. I think so too. I, think I absolutely that that's do. That's her thing. And I yeah. think that's pretty I mean, I'm not to say that her more like academic books don't aren't like rigorous and serious, which I think they are. And I think mm. I think that you could make the argument for like one of the more one of those being the the one like I don't know, like Ethics of Opting Out, I think, is a great introduction to queer theory. Oh, yeah. Kara's reading that now. She loves it. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great, it's just a great book. And and I think, you know, the book on, um, I think Call of Character is excellent. What's the book on Levinas and Lacan? Oh, geez. Um, Yeah, I I don't know the title, but I forget the title. But I think that's also a really good Mm -hmm. one. So I think there are a lot of places to start. I was thinking the only one where you could... Like, I think you could use the popularity again. Like, if you wanted to turn... I don't know why anyone would want to turn someone off against Mari because yeah. she's terrific. But um, if you did, like, I think Case for Falling in Love, like, I taught that to undergrads and they loved it. And then yes. she came and talked and basically gave a talk about that. And they were just... They thought it was the best thing they had ever heard. And <laughs> she also gave the talk without any notes at all, which... Well, I found a little stunning. Like I thought mm, that was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Like I, 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 I mean, I think I know certain subjects pretty well, but I, I don't. I would never feel comfortable enough to right. just, just talk. You know. Yeah, um, you got to have something, right? Yeah, like I got to have something. Yeah, like yeah. Just, yeah. If, if you get lost, <laughs> I have yeah. to have some phallus. Right, some phallus. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> but she didn't, and and uh, I thought that was really great, and. But they just they they just thought the undergrads thought that's the best. But I could see someone kind of turning the tape like in a grad class if you. But I just you wouldn't use it for. Well, that. I mean that's why she like I think I, I I take your point like I think that's why she has those notes where it's like look this is the audience of this book yeah so don't like don't use the audience of the book against the book don't, don't fuck me right like, yeah right 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 right, 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 right yeah right, but but right. you're right like so you someone could like someone could very easily like that that could be someone's take and i mean and, and i've she's in fact aware a friend of, of mine once yeah. said i don't understand why she writes these books oh that's i guess disappointing yeah and i thought well maybe but you know like his point was she's so smart she should be like totally devoting herself to like the other kind of books and yeah, I get that, but yeah. there is something to be said to like making, you know, like extending the audience beyond a few people, you know? Yeah. I mean, like that's, I mean, like that's like one of the virtues of, of Slavoj. I think um, the, pro- I mean, the problem there is that like, and I think that, that Mari does this in a better way. I think Mari does this in a more precise way that like sometimes, you know, you get people who know Slavoj's thought strictly from YouTube and that's yeah. like that I think think almost entirely misses the theoretical angle yeah, and, it, yeah, yeah. and and it's it's just well the they political I think, right and i also yeah. think they get a lot of jouissance they're usually leftist young guys who get a yeah. lot of jouissance from his critique of political correctness and yeah yeah whatever and, and they and, take the wrong lesson from it yeah like, which yeah, is, which is yeah. you know like he'll always say like look i'm not against the basic issues that they're fighting for so and that never gets sort of yeah anyway so mari i feel like Mari is, 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 I almost think she's a kind of like platonic ideal for, for the theorist because she really is so engaged in making, you know, like a real difference in people's lives. And then she's at the same, and and plus her ability, like she's like, she's willing constantly to undergo revolutions in her thought, Mm. you know, even in her fifties, which is pretty impressive. I think like that's, yeah, yeah. 
Like that, yeah. It's, it's, so anyway. That's phenomenal. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah. So I don't her, think there's a yeah, good book definitely. to attack. Like, so she... So <laughs> it's... <laughs> we have a gender <laughs> split. So it's for true. three guys, they're all books you can you can really, if you want to really undermine people, mm-hmm. people's affection for them, you can do. But with the three women, we both agree that you're kind of... I don't think know, there's a way... Yeah. You can't I, do it. Yeah. yeah I think which, yeah. which is... You'll just have to rely on sexism. <laughs> You'll have to rely on sexism to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, I think there's probably a thing here where like, uh, like there is a... Um, I think this is probably, this is probably true. Like there is a... Um, I don't know. There's a higher burden put on... On women. Yeah. 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 You know, for, so for, like, for not for not for being precise. So so that's yeah. interesting that Mari is more willing to kind of, uh, you know, put herself out there. Yeah. Even yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, but I think that's I think you're right. Like in some sense, the fact that we could do it this way is itself. That is the sex that shows the sex that shows the sex. Yeah. Like, I mean, so that like could I mean, I guess the question is like, um, could Mari Rudy publish uh, the uh, Slab Boys Violence book, right? Like, wow. isn't that the, isn't that the yeah. idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. That's yeah. a good question. Let's leave yeah. it with that question. We've Let's gone way over time. This <laughs> way over time. Way yeah. too long. Okay. Yeah. So, to the one person who's still listening, you can say, <laughs> Ryan, over yes, and out. Over and out. Okay. okay. Thanks so much. <laughs>